Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by and welcome to the Wix Q1 2021 Earnings Conference Call. At this time, all participant lines are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's remarks, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. If you require any further assistance, please press star 0. I would now like to hand the conference over to your speaker today, Maggie O'Donnell, Director of Investor Relations. Thank you. Please go ahead. Thank you, Cindy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Wix's first quarter 2021 earnings call. Joining me today to discuss our results are Avishai Abrahami, our CEO and co-founder, Mir Zohar, our President and COO, and Lior Shemesh, our CFO. During this call, we may make forward-looking statements, and these statements are based on current expectations and assumptions. Please consider the risk factors included in our press release and most recent Form 20F that could cause our actual results to differ materially from these forward-looking statements. We do not undertake any obligation to update these forward-looking statements. In addition, we will comment on non-GAAP financial results and key operating metrics. You can find all reconciliation between our GAAP and non-GAAP results in the earnings materials and our interactive analyst center on the investor relations section of our website, investors.wix.com. With that, I will now turn the call over to Abishai. Hi, and uh, thank you for joining us today. I'm sure you all heard uh, and the, the situation here in the last 24 hours, and I want to report that uh, everybody in Wix is safe at this moment, and uh, Nobody got hurt. Uh, obviously, in this country, we are all very well uh, aware and, and have the knowledge of how to keep ourselves safe. And uh, so uh, we do that, and we know how to work in those situations. So I don't see any uh, or predict any disruption to our business uh, because of the situation. Wishing everybody to will actually be resolved as quickly and as safely as possible. I want to say that uh, in weeks... We have Jewish, Muslims, Israelis, Palestinians all working together to deliver a product. And we think that this is the best way to create peace, by working together to do amazing things. And going back to business, I want to mention something else. Right a year ago, and we were asked, uh, how will weeks do after uh, coronavirus has passed? And we are starting to be at the end of that. And, and, and we predicted that we think we're actually going to go faster at the end of uh, the period of coronavirus. And today we can say that we've probably been correct. You see that the numbers actually show that we're actually going faster. And a lot of it is due to the diversified nature of our business. Right? We don't just serve one specific segment that is all about online. We actually serve many different things from restaurants to events to and fitness centers, and, 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 and as the offline world is coming back, we also go faster. Another factor, I think, is that the more time, as time passes, we can continue to learn about the advantages of a SaaS model compared to a bunch of uh, hosting companies coming together, open source software where you don't have the way to maintain it, you need to spend a lot of energy just to have it running, and, 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 of course, security risk and very hard to modify. So this old model, I think, compared with our new model, I think the gaps are growing and the knowledge of how much more value you get with it is also spreading. 
And I think all of that is contributing to our continuous growth. I'm very excited about uh, 2021. And again, wishing to everybody to keep safe. And with that, let's go to your questions. Great. Thank you, Avishai. Operator, I think we're ready for our first question. As a reminder, to ask a question, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. Your first question comes from Ron Josie from JMP. Great. Thanks for taking the question. Obviously, i glad to hear everything's safe there. Hopefully, that, that continues. I want to ask two, please. One, just something you, you just said, actually, Avishai, if you can provide some more details. I think you said as the offline world comes back, we grow faster. And so as you, can you talk about that specifically? Clearly, we have the point-of-sale product and, and others, but um, any insights that you're seeing that, that gives you confidence there would be great. And then one other question that, that we constantly get, I guess, is just, you know, you're seeing continued strength in, in global payment volume. I think you reiterated the $10 billion-plus goal this year, and net revenue retention is improving, I think. Um, but can you just talk about potentially being more aggressive here on sales and marketing? I mean, it's hard to say given how much – how fast sales and marketing grew, but just talk about um, how you might be able to move faster, or do you want to? Is this a, 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 a regulating growth because of product launches and things along those lines? Thank you. Uh, of course. So as the uh, offline words come back into business, right, I think a lot of them had a chance to uh, uh, think about how, what they want to achieve, how they want to grow. A lot of new businesses have been founded. In, uh, as a, a lot of businesses were closed. And I think this is uh, something that allow us to, to actually uh, provide really good solutions for those customers and help them in, in, in their recovery or rebuilding of a new business. And because of Wix, again, right, if you look at uh, some of our peers, you see that they are focused a lot about online transactions. But we also support a lot of the offline activities, right? So restaurants, uh, events, uh, uh, consultants, right, doctors. There's so many things that we serve that – are based a lot on offline activity. And as that segment recovers, right, it's more than uh, compensate for the uh, for, for the online business since that were growing really fast during COVID. I think that this is uh, what we're seeing now, and that's why we're feeling confident that what we predicted a year ago about growing faster after COVID is really what is happening uh, now. Hey, uh, hey, Ron, it's me here. About your second question, um, so uh, it's, a, it's a great one, and, you know, obviously we're not in the position to, to put uh, numbers against it at this stage, but definitely uh, uh, and absolutely we're looking it, into being more aggressive in sales and marketing. And I think that we're seeing uh, uh, two key um, uh, interesting uh, uh, changes in what happens in our model that, that are driving us to, to, to look into it and even experiment in it. Uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, the, the, the big returns and kind of the shift of, uh, of people to, to do business online that we've seen already last year is just continues, uh, and that's clear. But above that, there are two interesting factors that we're looking into. One is the fact that now that we have more and more businesses that are commercing, and as Avishai said before, the online commerce for us is – is not only is diversified. It's not only about online uh, uh, retail stores, but it's also about services and and uh, uh, and restaurants and hotels, etc. 
um, uh, and we see, we see significant growth there. It also means that as we start garnering uh, uh, that GPV, it starts accumulating into the cohort value, which makes us think about how and when do we want to be more aggressive uh, uh, towards that. And the second factor, which is also very interesting and also has a, a big uh, impact on the cohort value, are, are the partners, which are growing. And they are multipliers, basically, because they are, uh, you know, the, the, one, the one designer, the one partner will build multiple websites, uh, in many cases, websites with, G, with GPV. So, so generally, they are bringing much more uh, value to the table than just a regular subscription. Uh, and those two things are definitely things that get us to go deeper in understanding how we can be even more aggressive on sales and marketing going forward. Great. Thank you. Your next question comes from Yagal Araunian with Wedbush Securities. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking the question. Uh, glad to hear you're staying safe and hopefully uh, things resolve um, safely and quickly there. Um, two questions. One, just maybe can you help us think through uh, the, the guidance relative to the beat in 1Q? Um, so, the, you know, collections, you're, you're, you're guiding up, up above the beat, um, so you're carrying forward and adding to, to the collections guidance. On the revenue side, um, it, it's, it's kind of the opposite. The, the raising guidance is lower than, uh, than the revenue beat in 1Q. So can you just help us think through um, those dynamics there? And um, I guess I want to ask on uh, Wix2x and, um, and EditorX in, in, in general, can you talk about how, how that can help, um, you know, give more traction to EditorX? I know it's got good traction already. And, um, maybe a little bit more color just around EditorX and, and how it's contributing and what it's doing so far um, since it came out of beta. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is uh, Leo. I will take the, uh, the first question. Um, so in order to answer it, I will actually um, uh, try to explain it in, uh, uh, for, the, for uh, both uh, uh, business solution and creative subscriptions. Uh, let me start with creative uh, subscriptions. Um, I think that we had a really great quarter, um, you know, kind of setting a new uh, baseline, by the way. When we look at the overall growth um, that we expect at, at this early stage of the year is, in a way, is already uh, the growth that we've seen last year. So I think that it's kind of amazing where we are setting uh, a new baseline. Specifically about uh, the first quarter, um, so actually, uh, you know, we saw everything that is happening uh, on a positive way, you know, uh, uh, conversion moving up, ACPS is actually increasing, um, uh, net ads actually increasing by, increased by 50% on a year-over-year -year basis. Um, um, that said, uh, we were still a bit less than our expected, um, you know, our numbers for the first quarter for creative subscription because of uh, a certain uh, a channel partnership did that actually pushed uh, further to the second half of the year. Um, so uh, this is the reason why uh, uh, we see creative subscription came actually uh, a bit low than what we have expected uh, uh, last time. On the other end, business solution was actually uh, was uh, more than what was expected, mainly because of two reasons. The first one is payment that was performing uh, amazingly well. And the second one, and, and I guess that it was a, a, a much uh, a higher seasonal effect with regard to uh, G Suite sales. So we actually sold more G Suite than, more than ever. Uh, now, when we think about the revenue, 
uh, and this change of mix is actually um, has a, a, a you know a, a different impact on revenue, meaning that business solution is recognized immediately, while creative subscription is recognized over time. Um, so, so this is why we actually uh, are beat by uh, you know a, a few uh, one or two million dollar on collection, but much more than that on revenue. Now, when we look for the entire year, you know, collection, you know, there is no change. I mean, the uh, this certain deal actually pushed to the second half, but its revenue actually pushed to next year. Uh, so this is why you see a lower effect or, or lower uh, increase of guidance on revenue. Uh, compared to the first quarter bit. So this is in a way explanation. In, in, you know, just to summarize, it, it's a different mix of, of product, um, but still you know, the first quarter actually as, as, a, as a full quarter came, came much better than what we've expected. In regards to color about Editor X, so I, I think that uh, we are very happy uh, about uh, the results for now. It's going really fast. It's, of course, obviously, it's small numbers because it's a new product, but we can see that the growth is it's probably the fastest that we had in any product before. The, uh, and just to put it in perspective, it's 50% quarter over quarter. The thing about this product, right, it's uh, something really new there, and I'm going to explain. So, obviously... It has this fantastic editing environment in which you can build design your site, right? And this is something that we should all be doing. And designers expect that. But the one thing that Editor X has that is not so expected is that it has such a strong backend, right? So you can actually have databases, you can do scripts, you can connect between different applications. And this is something that is starting to resonate in the market. And I think that's kind of like make people really surprised that this is not another web editor. It's actually a full solution for pretty much anything they want to achieve and build. And we're seeing that this is resonating now, and I think we're going to enjoy that message and that, those abilities in the next year. So 50% growth quarter over quarter, and I think bigger and bigger projects being built on that. It's been going pretty well. Thanks, guys. Your next question comes from Bernie McCernan with Needham & Company. Great. Uh, good morning. Thanks for taking the question. Um, just two for me. was wondering first if you could just comment on what's driving the, the higher take rate expectations on the thought to exceed the um, 1.25 to 1.3. And then secondly, just on the, on the users um, or on the, the builders, um, 340,000 in the quarter up 25%, I believe, from the end of last year. What's, what's driving the growth there, and can you remind us how builders find clients and what role you play in that? And then also, if, the, if you have any insight into um, how their earnings have been trending, especially with so many more uh, joining the platform. Thank you. Hey, Bernie, it's Nir. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this first question about, um, about payments and the take rate. So, uh, you know, we kind of touched about it last time, and I, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's worth expanding. Uh, there, there's a few things that we're doing, doing. It's not one thing, but I think all of them eventually uh, uh, drive that, that increase in take rate. One um, is, you know, just general uh, uh, improve, uh, keep on improving the product itself and get more and more of our, of our customers to select Wix payments as their preferred uh, uh, go-to uh, uh, payment solution when, when they're on board on Wix. 
uh, and that definitely is something that that is driving it, it up. The other thing is uh, is basically expanding uh, experiments into uh, countries and geographies that currently we do not support. So naturally, once we do that, uh, uh, we get uh, we get deeper into the GPV running uh, in those in those uh, ge- uh, geographies. And lastly, uh, uh, I think it's worth mentioning uh, the, the initiative we have around our POS. It's still early. It's in a soft launch uh, uh, mode, but we expect it to, to keep on increasing throughout the second half of the year and definitely in, into, 20, uh, into 2022. Um, and that's another uh, great value uh, that is, you know, naturally it expands the, the, our reach into the GPV again because it has the, suddenly uh, connects us to the, to the offline component of it. Uh, and also from what we're already hearing from the, from, from the users who are participating in the soft launch, they are extremely happy about it because it connects all the dots for them. It connects basically, it's not only about the website, it's, it's really a, 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 an operating system for their business now because they have the, they have the website and the web, the, the web and the mobile versions of it, they have the back office, they have the online uh, payments, and now they can also connect offline payments. So it's, Everything is happening in one place in a very seamless manner, so they're very, very happy. And, of course, that will increase uh, our take rate on the GPV over time. Second part. Oh, sure. Um, so in terms, of, uh, uh, in terms of the partners, um, um, as you, you can see, we've seen, uh, we've seen a very significant uh, uh, increase there. Um, uh, I think it was roughly... Uh, four months difference uh, at a 25% growth to 340,000 partners. Uh, they find uh, th- there's a multiple ways in which they find clients. Uh, some of them they bring on their own. Uh, another big part is the Wix marketplace that drives a lot of, of traffic of people who come to Wix. They either don't want to do it themselves really or they start and they bump into some some uh, some. Uh, uh, some hardship on the way and decide that they want to have someone uh, professional do it with, for, for them, and we help do the matchmaking there. Uh, and then we also are developing all the time uh, more and more partner programs and benefits. We have the account management uh, uh, team uh, working out of uh, mainly New York, but also already in other geographies, uh, just helping them uh, run the business better, get, uh, get more uh, traffic and more clients, but also understand their product needs so our side of the product becomes better uh, so we can, we, can, we can be more successful with the more professional uh, audience. Great. Thanks for the questions. Your next question comes from Deepak Matavanan with Wolf Research. Hey guys, um, thanks for taking the question. Um, can you provide additional color on what specifically led to Trendflow forecast on the creative subscription side from our, the channel partnership that you noted? I mean, uh, along those lines, how should we think about the size of the subscription business currently between various buckets? Like individuals buying a product directly, you know, coming from agencies, partnerships, and then other professionals doing it. Anything you can share there qualitatively uh, or quantitatively would be great. Thank you so much. So, so with regard to the uh, first uh, question, Deepak, about the, um, the channel partnerships, you know, this is uh, something that is, uh, is still not that significant at Wix. I think that I believe that, you know, uh, 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 next year it will be more significant. 
And this is part of the thing that, you know, also Avishai mentioned before about weak serving, uh, you know, more and more people. And, and, and again, I think that, uh, you know, uh, essentially we are talking about B2B. And B2B has its own, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, way of closing agreements. Um, and uh, in a way we are learning that, obviously. Um, but uh, this specific uh, deal was actually pushed uh, up to the uh, second half of the year, I assume that it's going to be closed. Uh, again, it's not something significant. Where it's a few millions of dollars, but obviously it has an impact. Um, so I think that uh, we, we better understand, uh, you know, how to uh, how to forecast uh, those kind of deals. Uh, but we are going to see more and more of them, you know, uh, in the future. So uh, obviously, you know, the, still the core of our business is growing and growing fast. I mean, we mentioned that we saw that. Uh, the net, uh, the net uh, uh, subscription has actually uh, increased by 50% on a year-over-year basis. So I do believe that this is kind of the core that is still going to continue to grow. And in addition to that, uh, we are going to see more and more uh, B2B uh, businesses using Wix because essentially, you know, it's the, it's the, best, the best platform uh, out there. So obviously, you know, when someone it has a different kind of customers and you want to serve Wix, is actually contributing to his own success. Um, but again, it's not something significant uh, for our business this year. I'm not sure that also next year, uh, but it's really, really interesting. Got it, got it. No, that's, that's very helpful, Lior. And then if I can ask one quick follow-up, um, it's a little bit of a big picture question. You know, how much do you think is the 10 billion in GPV or 10 million plus in GPV that you're kind of, you know, uh, expecting this year uh, account for the total potential of the platform? You know, you talked about expanding it into more geographies, but are there more verticals, you know, more different types of businesses that you can roll this out, say, over the next, you know, two to three years and then potentially take this 10 billion, you know, to a significantly higher levels on the platform? APAC, it's near. So uh, I, I would say yes, absolutely. I think that, uh, that you know, you already see that about 40% uh, of our GPV is coming from the non-online stores uh, segment, uh, uh, and that will, ex will expand, okay? It will expand because we're still, you know, we're missing c components of, uh, of what's needed there for uh, the, the full, uh, uh, full business solution for them. Uh, as well as, as, as critical pieces, I would say, like the POS that I mentioned before. Uh, if you're running, a, you know, a, a, a yoga studio, then you might do some of your transactions online, but you definitely need something physical uh, uh, that can be deployed and, and used uh, quickly um, when, um, you know, when, when customers and when the, tra the trainees come in. And, and I think, you know, you've seen that... Uh, we're uh, improving and expanding the product. We're, uh, we're going to expand the POS solution. We've some of our uh, acquisitions to some of our acquisitions to date are aimed exactly at that. If you look at both the Rise AI and both and the Speedy Tab uh, acquisitions, they are aimed at uh, expanding the business uh, uh, solutions for, in this case, restaurants and uh, and stores. By the way, Rise AI, which is, you know, initially for stores because that's the existing product that they have and is already being used, our plan is to actually uh, take that offering and expand the loyalty and gift card uh, solutions that, the, that, that, it, that it supplies 
to all of our uh, verticals. So basically make it into a full horizontal offering across our platform. And, you know, those will complement and increase uh, uh, both our uh, reach and the, 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 the reach into the, T- the GPV, meaning the take rate, but also they are improving the ability of the business itself to transact, meaning that the, the, the size of the GPV will continue to grow. Okay. Thanks, Nir. Your next question comes from Jonathan Keyes with Summit Insights Group. Great. Uh, thanks for taking my questions, and uh, great to hear that everyone's safe and healthy there. And uh, also sounds like um, uh, Wix is, uh, has taken a big step towards its ESG uh, goals by being a model of um, inclusiveness and peaceful coexistence. So that's, that's great to hear, too. Uh, my question, uh, questions are revolving around uh, S&M. Uh, I want to double-click on the commentary earlier about the aggressive levels of um, sales and marketing. Uh, obviously, Q1, uh, it's seasonally high, 50% year-over-year, and I, I expect that to trend down like with seasonality. But uh, you know, as we look past 2021, I mean, you've obviously given the guidance for 2021 in terms of where sales and marketing is as a percentage of collections. But as we look past 2021, are we, should we think that there's going to be uh, continued elevated levels of sales and marketing, or are you going to have more just like a shift within sales and marketing? Like right now with Q1, you talked about you had a high degree of um, branding spending as well as um, account management expansion. Will that taper down, be more at a maintenance level, uh, you know, in 2022 and beyond, or is that going to remain pretty high for foreseeable future? Thanks. So, um, so hi Jonathan. This is uh, Leo. So, so look, I think that um, um, in order to uh, try to uh, you know to answer your question, let's look at 2020. 2020, you know, overall sales and marketing were about 37% out of collection. By the way, it's 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 better to look at it as a percentage of collection because you know TRY is based on collection, um, and this year we expect it to be you know, about four points less than that, meaning that we started to feed the leverage, and, 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 and we explained that last time, meaning that we increased the sales and marketing significantly in a very short period of time because of the large demand that we started to feed to our platform, and we talk about it a lot, you know, the last few quarters. By the way, with the same TRY, um, and, uh, and, and obviously uh, uh, we, see, we see that it's, that it's actually continued. Uh, meaning that we still expect this year to invest a lot about sales and marketing. We also uh, invested a lot about, you know, creating the infrastructure um, for the account management, uh, you know, guys, you know, to support agencies and so on, and and, and Neil spoke about it. But also investing uh, a lot about the, the our branding, uh, you know, the uh, Editor X, you know, for, uh, for uh, creators, for agencies, for partners, and this is very important to mention because, you know, some, some of these investments in, in branding, um, you know, is something that we are going to see the fruits of it, you know, mm-hmm. next year uh, when this line of business is actually going to be uh, 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 more and more significant, and then you start to see the leverage of this investment, meaning that in, you know, next year, I assume that we are going to continue investment in sales marketing actually in dollars. It's going to be higher than, than this year. 
continuing what actually we are doing today, but as a percentage of collection, we are going to see more leverage, so it's going to, going to you know, go down. Uh, so this is kind of the way that we are looking at it. And by the way, this is what happened, you know, in the last few years. So do you see also just the shifts within the, the branding, or is branding still going to stay, stay pretty elevated? It's going to stay pretty elevated, at least, you know, for this year. Next year, you're going to start to see the, 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 the fruits, the benefits uh, of this investment. This is why I think that next year, you're going to see more leverage, even more than this year, uh, when Got we it. talk about the sales and marketing. Got it. Thank you, Dior. Good luck, guys. Your next question comes from Brent Thill with Jeffries. Thank you. Uh, a lot of questions on the Q2 guide, and I'm just curious if you could just talk about anything else beyond the channel partnerships pushing out. I think you got it at the high end of 2.6% sequential. Uh, the last two years you've been doing, doing north of 6% sequential, so it's a considerable slowdown, and, and I think everyone's just trying curious if there's anything else other than the channel push out to, to account for that. No, so remember that uh, the first quarter, uh, you know, in terms of its seasonality, is very, very strong. Um, and this quarter also we had a, a much higher uh, uh, than expected, uh, you know, uh, uh, payments, which I believe that it's going also to continue into the second quarter, meaning that the payment portion actually in the second quarter is going to continue to increase, uh, even compared to the first quarter. Um, uh, on, the, on the other end, I mentioned G Suite, uh, you know, uh, uh, revenue uh, for the first quarter, which was pretty high. Um, again, because of seasonality effect and much more than what we've uh, expected, uh, it's not going to continue also to the second quarter. Uh, so this is kind of implied to you, you know, what is our expectations with regard to the overall business solution. It's going to be more or less flat, but... but uh, uh, with regard to the creative subscription, you know, beside of what I mentioned before, there's no, like, uh, uh, no changes. Obviously, you know, bear uh, or take into consideration that, um, you know, we are providing the guidance for the second quarter and for the uh, full year. Uh, there is also uh, uh, some of uh, uncertainty uh, due to the uh, period, due to the epidemic, due to the, uh, in, in different places. Also, obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's less than, what we had like a, a previous time because, you know, we are providing guidance, right? Um, but, I, but I do believe that beside of that, there is nothing really, uh, you know, significant to report. I think that what is interesting is actually uh, beside of the noises between one quarter to the other is to look at the full year where we actually uh, already set a new baseline for the growth. And, and I do believe that obviously there is um, – kind of an upside that you might expect to have, you know, during the year, but I think that we want to be more conservative about it, especially because of, of the time that we are talking about. Uh, but we are very happy and very excited about, uh, about the full year guidance, obviously. Thanks, Leora. Your next question comes from Nick Jones with City. Great, thanks. Uh, thanks for taking the questions. Um, I guess just uh, could, you, could you provide an update on your M&A strategy from here? You acquired uh, Speedy Tab, uh, Rise 
uh, AI for lo- loyalty and rewards. Are there any other holes you see or, or, or solutions uh, or areas you think would be interesting to add on via M&A? Thanks. Well, I think uh, this is Avishai, and thanks for the question. I believe that uh, as you can be demonstrating, our M&A strategy is mostly about announcing the product offering and bringing a better solution for our customers, and less about uh, customer acquisition. And uh, obviously, both companies uh, are such exact companies where we actually uh, wanted to add functionality that we felt uh, will continue to improve uh, our products and make uh, our customers uh, enjoy which products even better. Uh, going forward, uh, we intend to maintain similar strategy and continue to uh, approach uh, companies that can make our offering better. We think that we are really good at marketing, and we have a very strong and loyal customer base. As a reminder, more than half of our customers are actually coming from free social traffic, so mostly somebody recommended right, Wix to their friends, and that's more than half of our customers. That's what is now 1.6 million every month, right? New uh, users that are coming to Wix, and uh, uh, no, half. And uh, so it's pretty. Uh, so, so we believe that what makes sense to us is the ability uh, to uh, continue and uh, and just improve our products. Uh, we have the customers. A lot of people come for us, and we think that by doing better, that will be serving them better. Thanks. Your next question comes from Mark Mahaney with ISI. Uh, let me try two questions, please. First, uh, the Latin American uh, uh, growth was relatively slow. I think we've seen this with a couple of companies. Any indication that things are steadying or turning around in that region? And secondly, the customer care uh, growth goals, you added 700 uh, last year. Um, you qualitatively talked about it, uh, that being uh, uh, that you grew that in the March quarter, and that's putting pressure on uh, gross margins. Um, what are your goals in terms of the number of customer care? Um, uh, how much you want to increase resources for customer care this year? Thanks. Bye. Um, but the first part, I think that uh, we're all aware that uh, Latin America has been going through some uh, harder periods, uh, both uh, from economy and then from corona. And uh, we hope that the recovery comes soon uh, and that they will be able to keep uh, safe. And... Uh, we continue to do our investment there based on TLY, so we only invest when we know that we're going to get the returns from that in marketing, right? But uh, we will continue to support the product and do everything we need in order to provide our customer the best uh, solutions and help they need because this is the time that we should be there for them. Uh, in regard to the second question, you want to take it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, Mark. Uh, good to hear from you. Uh, in terms of uh, the customer care um, so, you know, naturally, we're extremely happy with the investment we've done. Um, um, more than anything throughout 2020, it allowed us to support the massive growth that we've seen uh, throughout the year. Um, and, and clearly, that growth uh, uh, it, it continues and even surges into 2021. So, so we're very happy that we managed to scale up the organization the way we did. Um, as you, if you can remember, when we set out to do it, even before the the, uh, the surge that uh, of 2020, 
we were also talking about a change in approach, about our need to go more proactively uh, in, in the way that the, we, we, uh, we work with our customers uh, to not only solve their issues, but actually understand where they are on the journey uh, uh, for, you know, whether it's setting up their business or even furthermore to becoming, making their uh, business successful and being sure that, that, we, that our care uh, is helping them move along that way, not only solve uh, uh, one specific problem at the time. And uh, I think what's a, one of the great things that happened to, to us throughout the year is that not only did we manage to scale, we also managed to, to work through that change in, in, uh, in approach. And we've started to see that we started to see that pay off. First of all, the NPS in the places where we are uh, we are exercising it uh, uh, went up uh, um, um, uh, over 50 percent and is still uh, uh, and is still growing. And our goal is obviously to expand that to basically all of our geographies, all of our languages, uh, all across the all across the globe. That being said, I think uh, you know specifically if you look at the growth of the organization in 2021, uh, we were very happy actually to uh, overachieve a lot of our growth uh, our plans throughout the, uh, the first half of the year. So we expect to still be growing it uh, through the second half, but probably at a, at a slower, uh, slower level and slower uh, pace. Uh, because we feel we are very well geared now to go after all of those goals that I mentioned. Uh, will improve goals that will improve the conversion, will improve our user success, will strengthen our brand, and obviously will also positively positively influence our, us financially. Thank you, Nir. Thank you, Avishai. Your next question comes from Sterling Otti with J.P. Morgan. Yeah, thanks. Hi, guys. Um, I want to circle back to the creative additions and kind of the push-up that you mentioned. Was this one partnership or was it a group? And just separately, are you still getting the same – I know you managed to the TROI, but are you getting the same dollar-for-dollar dollar impact on your customer acquisition spend that you were, let's say, one or two quarters ago? I missed the first one. What was the, the first the, one? The, uh, yeah. Well, Can you repeat the first one, Sterling? Yeah. So the first one, just looking at the creative, you know, additions, I think you talked a little bit about a push-out towards the, the second half. I want to make sure I better understand that. Was that, you know, a, a particular partnership or was that, you know, a group? I, I, I wasn't clear what actually pushed out. Ah, Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, a particular uh, a partnership. Um, if you remember, we, an we announced in the past a few of them, like, you know, NTT in uh, Japan or uh, uh, Turkish Telecom um, or the Vodafone uh, uh, deal that we closed. So basically something that is really similar um, that uh, actually pushed to the second half of the year. Got it. And then the second part was, um, just, you know, when you look at your spend for customer acquisition, you know, I know you managed to TROI, but is it still getting more expensive? Are you getting the same kind of impact dollar for dollar that you have been getting, you know, to stay within that TROI kind of uh, boundary that you set for yourselves? Uh, hey, Sterling, near here. Uh, so I think dollar to dollar we're getting uh, uh, similar uh, returns as we had before. 
Um, and it's still, you know, we still work underneath the TRI formula as we always have. Um, um, that being said, and you know, with a, with a, with an eye for growth, um, going back to something I mentioned before, we are seeing two two interesting um, phenomena now uh, that are driving uh, driving basically the cohort value, and therefore gets us to think about what should be the right TROI targets, uh, at least to some extent. And those are the fact that as we see more commerce happening on our platform and we touch more of the GPV, then naturally that spills over value into the cohorts. Um, and because of the nature of businesses building GPV over time, it usually takes a bit longer to materialize. But as we're getting more and more of those, we can start to quantify that and we have enough data to start to make, to plan and, 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 and experiment marketing according to it. Um, and the second one is, again, is the adoption by partners who, again, are multipliers of value because they build, build multiple websites for multiple clients, in many cases also contributing GPV through those websites. Uh, so, again, that's something that drives uh, an uptake on the cohort value for those specific kind of users, and we want to try to understand, you know, what we can, we can do there in terms of being more aggressive uh, with our uh, marketing dollars. Understood. That makes sense. Thank you. Your next question comes from Ken Wong with Guggenheim Securities. Great. Thanks for taking the question, and I uh, hope you guys are, are going to stay safe. Um, so first, I mean, we, we've been catching quite a few of your, your quirky WordPress videos over my social media stream for the, for the last couple of months, um, so very, very creative there. Uh, Avishai, clearly you guys have struck a bit of a nerve there with, uh, with, with the WordPress guys. Just, just wanted to know kind of how this marketing blitz is resonating with partners. Uh, are you seeing more conversion of WordPress agencies? Um, any color there would be great, and then have a follow-up. Of course. Uh, so obviously, you know, uh, the whole campaign was our marketing guys just having a bit of fun, and enjoying themselves, and they were pointing out the obvious, uh, right, differences uh, between uh, uh, the philosophy of WordPress and the philosophy of Wix, where you have a fully, uh, yeah, where you have a lot of open source come on a server and somebody has to magically maintain it, and there's a ton of security and vulnerabilities compared to a solution where everything is done for you, fully managed for you, it's very easy to edit, easy to work with. And the reaction, of course, was, well, you know, the truth can be painful. And uh, we do see uh, continuous and very accelerated growth on their partners and designers, which uh, that campaign was aimed for them. So I have to say that uh, uh, I'm very happy with, uh, with the result of that campaign. I think they are... Uh, and it just shows that, you know, creating something with a good taste and sense of humor and uh, is actually pointing out obvious uh, truths. Uh, it's just probably the best way to do marketing. It simply works. Got it. And then, and then one for, uh, for, for Leo, just um, you guys mentioned that there's going to be this transition to bookings. Uh, I guess first just wondering if bookings and collections are meaningfully different today. Um, and then, you know, as we think about what's driving that, is it purely just the, the channel partner business or are there other products like in your, in, your, uh, in your portfolio that's contributing that we should be aware of? So this year bookings um, uh, equal to collections 100%. There is no difference because remember that collection is uh, – um, you know, uh, being calculated as revenue plus change in deferred revenue. 
Um, so obviously, uh, let's assume that we close a B2B business. It was not collected, but it was recognized as deferred revenue. Of, uh, uh, so therefore, it is, uh, it is part of collection, although it is not that significant today. Uh, so I do believe that it was mostly around the meaning of the word, meaning that um, it's not really uh, 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 changed the way of calculating things. It's mostly about the meaning of the word, uh, because sometimes when you sign a B2B business, you are not necessarily collecting everything in day one, so therefore we don't want to use the word collection. Uh, so it might be that, you know, B2B is part of it, is, uh, is uh, channel partnerships. Part of it can be like, you know, uh, deals that we are doing with, uh, with the week's answers. Um, some of it with other partners that we might close in the future. The more you have B2B, obviously, you know, the bigger it's going to be. Uh, but I don't think that also next year it's going to be that significant to our, to our business, or at least as a portion of our top line. Great, uh, and, and again, I think that it's kind of, you know, booking is more like a standard uh, being used today. So I think that it also makes sense for us, you know, to start using, you know, kind of the standard term. Your next question comes from Josh Beck with KBCM. Thank you for taking the question. And uh, of course, we're all uh, hoping the best resolution uh, for you there in Israel. Um, I wanted to ask uh, about the business solutions forecast. So many companies that uh, have a GMV or GPV component are not really providing a, a full year outlook. I think part of that is because it's difficult to know what happens as as we really start to reopen. So I'm just curious um, maybe how you built out that forecast, what level of conservatism you baked in. Just would be curious to hear more on that topic. Yeah, of course. I think that uh, I'm going to let you all answer all the details. This is Abishai, and I want to say before that that we assume that usually if somebody that is not being spent online, it's being spent offline, and it's been also offline spent. And it's our businesses, right? are so diversified and provide solutions on so many different fields, so many different uh, verticals. In many ways, we believe that uh, and that our prediction uh, and what we see now in terms of metrics will continue going forward even if money shifts from one area to another. I think that is uh, because if somebody does not spend money doing online shopping, he might spend that money doing, going to a restaurant, right? Because all going... Uh, to going to a fitness center, going to a consultant, or, or, or. and this week serves all of those, right? We think that the same amount of money being spent would just go for different channels. And that is why the core of our belief that we can't predict it now. Obviously, of course, we, we might be wrong, but we think, feel very strongly about that. Um, I would just want to add that, um, you know, when you talk, we talk about business solution, obviously it's not just uh, uh, payments. Uh, it has, like, you know, um, uh, other uh, uh, kind of uh, SaaS products over there, like uh, G Suite, like Ascend, uh, like other applications. That this is, like, you know, this is really easy to predict. It's, uh, you know, the same, the same as our subscription model. Um, on, on, payments, on payments, you are right. But I think that, you know, since it is kind of, uh, you know, the first time that we're actually reporting it, we want to provide more color around it. 
uh, where we are going to do, and, and, and this is why, by the way, we also provided our estimation um, with regard to that. Um, what we took as part of the, uh, of the forecast is very close to the current run rate that we see right now. So we are pretty much confident about, you know, how we're going to end up the year. Um, and, and, you know, I want to believe that it's, you know, that it's, it's going to be higher than that, uh, you know, based on, on the increasing uh, online commerce transaction. Uh, but this is, you know, what we took as part of the guidance, and this is why I feel, you know, very, uh, very comfortable about, about the number. Really helpful. I'll hop back in the, in the queue. Thank you both. Your next question comes from Lloyd Walmsley with Deutsche Bank. Hi, thanks. This is Chris Hong for Lloyd. Um, maybe two on the data points on online commerce share of total collections. I guess first, just can you help clarify what is exactly included in that 33% of total collections from a vertical and subscription basis? And then second, can you just talk a bit more about the slope of the share through 2020 and really kind of how that compares to how you're thinking about the share of collections uh, associated with these uh, 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 with online commerce in 2021? Okay, so with regard to the first one about the online uh, uh, commerce being uh, 33%, basically it includes uh, uh, both subscription and week payments. Uh, so I hope that it's answer your question. Um, and, um, and, and about the share of online commerce in 2021, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, part, of, it's part of our guidance. Um, and, um, and um, you know, I mentioned before about, you know, exactly how we, how we calculated, how we focused it, uh, but it's part of our guidance. Okay, so going from 25% in, in 1Q21 to 33%, I think you guys had flagged that you were at 30% for full year 2020. Does that sort of, it, it, it seems to imply that there may be a bit of a slowdown there in, in the, I guess, the slope of that share. Is that, am I interpreting that wrong? And, um, yeah, just any clarity around that. No, actually, there is no uh, slowdown over there, um, uh, not at all. Um, you know, I can, uh, I can provide you later with, uh, you know, with the exact percentage, uh, you know, after the call, uh, but no, there is absolutely no slowdown there. Actually, you know, in a way, it's, it's actually the opposite. Okay, great. Um, and, and maybe just um, you called out that 40% of GPV from non-retail. Uh, in the letter, could you just talk about how that looked uh, a year ago and last quarter? Um, let me. Uh, hey, Chris, it's near. Um, it, it was obviously uh, lower uh, uh, last year, and, uh, and as well as a little bit uh, last quarter, uh, simply because uh, we've seen, you know, the, 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 adopt, the, the massive adoption we're seeing to our services uh, and the business uh, uh, solutions on our, on our platform. Um, for specific and exact numbers, currently we didn't disclose them. I can maybe look it up and, and, and share later. But, but uh, we definitely see that adoption going up. So if you would have gone, if, you, if you're going back in time, a year, two years back, then the, the, the mass of, uh, of the share of the GPV would have been only, almost only the, the online stores. Whereas today, uh, it is going more, more, more and more towards that diversified uh, baseline that Avishai mentioned before. 
All right, got it. Thanks for the color. Stay safe. Your next question comes from Matt Fowle with William Blair. Hey, guys. <clears throat> Thanks for taking my question. wanted to ask on the strength that you're seeing in uh, North America and uh, just some more details on, on what's driving that. Um, how much did the stimulus in, uh, in March impact that performance? And then as uh, vaccinations have become more widespread and the U.S. economy has opened up a bit more, um, how have you seen uh, your customer base or have you seen any changes in terms of the, the types of customers you're adding in that region? Thanks. Of course, this is Abishai, and uh, I think as we all are aware, right, uh, 2020 was an awful year for small businesses. Not for all of them, but for the vast majority of them. And today we are saying that uh, with the vaccines and and a lot of being uh, a lot of stuff has been rebuilt or just founded from zero, and I think that's the highest contributor to our growth. And we can say that we did see some effect of the stimulate. So the simulation, and I think that was uh, uh, really good and uh, really high praises to uh, the people behind it because it did allow people to start uh, with something which is above zero and, and go forward. I think that we're going to see that uh, period of, rebu of rebuild and, uh, and founding of new businesses probably for the next couple of years as there's a lot of things that were uh, destroyed in 2020 and are now being uh, rebuilt. Hey, and, and Matt, this is near. For the second question, I think in terms of impact like of vaccines, uh, I mean, we see that in North America. By the way, we've seen it a lot in, in, in Israel, by the way, which is a geography in which there's obviously a, a much more uh, high, uh, already a high distribution of, of vaccines and, re, and reopening. Um, so I think it's very interesting because uh, you know, you see some, uh, I would say, on the, on the online stores and, and the shift of people buying online, maybe there's a small bit in the decline, but lower than you might have expected. I think you've seen that there's, a, there's an actual change in consumer behavior uh, of people who, uh, you know, started buying online through, uh, uh, through the COVID lockups because they had to and are not willing really to go back uh, to, to the way it was before. And then you will actually see what, uh, what is the kind of the, the obvious and as expected uh, re reopening uh, uh, impact on, um, you know, on, on, on businesses such as, as restaurants uh, and hotels. Uh, obviously, everything that has to do with hospitality. A large part, uh, everything that has to do with, um, with beauty and wellness, again, because, you know, these things can, can now reopen and, and accept, uh, uh, and accept um, uh, a client. Uh, and in all of those areas, uh, I think we're seeing uh, significant uptakes, naturally uh, events, which were, again, in most cases were prohibited or limited in their capacity. And in those spaces, we see obviously a, a significant uptake uh, in terms of, uh, of, of the businesses uh, going back to, uh, to transacting and, and basically growing their business again. Great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Operator, I think we have time for just one last question. Thank you. Your last question comes from Trevor Young with Barclays. Hi, thanks for squeezing me in. Um, just real quick on the Rise AI acquisition, can you talk about the revenue model there and your plans to monetize that digital gift card and loyalty program going forward? 
And then just on the channel partnership, I think in one of the earlier questions, you said it was a few million dollar impact. Is that a few million dollars per quarter or per for the full year? Thanks. Um, so for the, uh, for, the for the second uh, question, it's a few millions of dollars for the full year, not for one quarter. Um, and with regard to Raise AI, um, um, you know, the revenue mo model is, is based on a subscription. Um, um, it is not, it is not uh, significant, although they'll serve, you know, hundreds of customers. Uh, it's a really good product that already serves hundreds of customers. The way that we are thinking about how to monetize it is obviously, you know, being part of, of our solution um, and, you know, uh, um, of our uh, e-commerce solution. And then obviously, you know, it increase, you know, can increase GPV, increase our top line coming from uh, our payments, for example, but also increasing our conversion of our customers because they actually, you know, are getting a, a much better uh, native solution to what they are looking for. Great, thank you. We have no further questions at this time. Great. Thank you, Cindy, and thank you everyone for joining us today. Have a good day. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude today's conference call. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect.